Hallelujah. Well, um, the Lord had me minister maybe five or six months ago on the open door. And it actually, and I didn't really quite understand or know it yet, but it actually is, according to the Jewish people, the year of the open door. And I believe that means there's a release, and the Lord has told me there's a release of the spirit of revelation, which means spiritual eyes open, spiritual ears open, increase in sensitivity and awareness of the things of, of heaven. It's here for us. It's always been here for us, according to the word. But now God's releasing more revelation on it so that we can partake. Amen? And we'll see here today that it's always been here for us. We'll see through the word that the door to heavenly places has always been available to us. But when revelation comes, you're like, oh, I had no idea, you know. And so, and the Lord is just, he is just bringing revelation on this. And it's not something we've known about just for, you know, a month or so. This is something the Lord's been revealing for many years now. But now he's just releasing us to teach it you know, to the whole congregation. We've been doing, um, kind of talking about it for many years at Glory Culture. Um, but God's releasing more revelation on it. And he wants the body of Christ to walk in the knowledge and wisdom. Amen? He wants us to access all that he has for us. Hallelujah. Who wants all God has for them? Amen. And we all, we all are here because we desire to grow in, in wisdom and knowledge of God and to do what he's called us to do. Well, today is, is just a really big key to understand. For a long time, we had that door here, you know, and, and by faith, we were walking through that open door. But that's the thing is, it really is by faith. That door is there and it is opened. And you can step through that door every single day of your entire life and walk in the spirit and, and, and walk in and, and perceive and receive from heavenly places. Revelations 3.20 says, here I am, I stand at the door and knock. If any man hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in and I will eat with that person and he with me. Well, this brings me back to the, the story of Abraham. Kind of reminds me of Abraham, he's just chilling. He has a relationship with God. In fact, God called him a father of faith, right? Um, so he has this relationship with the Lord, and I don't know what he was doing. Maybe he was sitting there focusing on the Lord. But he's in the opening of his tent, and he looks out, and he sees three men coming towards him. The Lord and two angels, I believe. I don't know who else was with the Lord, but it, it was the Lord. And, and, and it was Jesus, in fact. And he came to have a visit with Abraham. And then Abraham's like, hold on, wait there. He's trying to prolong this visitation. Let me go kill a fatted calf. And let me have my wife bake some bread. And, and they didn't have Betty Crocker back then. So it wasn't like a pop it in the oven, 30 minutes, it's done. It was like add all the ingredients, knead the dough, let the yeast rise and bake it. <laughs> right? No, I'm just saying, like, it took some time. So he's prolonging this visitation to be longer. And the Lord Jesus has an actual meal with Abraham. I, I honestly believe that there's opportunity for that kind of visitation. Why else would he put it in the word of God? And it's not the only time somebody sat down in, with the manifest Jesus and had a meal. Jesus returned after he had died and rose again. He returned to visit his disciples and he ate with them. 
and the word of God says Jesus Christ, he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Now, today isn't just about uh, stirring a desire in you to just want to have a meal with Jesus. Who would like one of those? You have not because you asked not, so go ahead, ask him. But it's about helping you to realize that the, the door to heavenly places, the realm of the spirit, is always open and available to you. But it's just a matter of whether you're going to step on through that door to fellowship with the Lord, to come to the throne room of God, and to receive from him what he has. You know, we're a spirit that has a soul that lives in a body, right? And so, but what the problem is with, with believers is, is we have spent, I'll have to say, probably over 90% of our lives focus on the natural when we're a spirit man. He says in Colossians 1 through 3, he says to focus now that you've been raised with Christ, focus on things above, not. So we've been doing the opposite of what he said not to do. He said not on the things of this earth. For now your real life is risen with Christ. Our real life is in heavenly places. It's in the spirit. And yes, we have a life here simultaneously on earth, but we're supposed to be partakers of everything that heaven has for us. He supplies all of our needs according to his riches in glory. Well, how in the world are you supposed to access that if you never go into his glory? If you never go into his presence, how are you going to know what belongs to you? And so the Lord is beckoning us. He's calling us. He's saying, hey, I'm standing at this supernatural door right here. If any man wants to come visit with me and fellowship with me, he can come and open the door and I will come in and I'll fellowship with him. And even to the extent, I'll share a meal together as friends. I think he can give you a spiritual meal. I also think according to the word, and I've had one of those with him, I'll tell you about it. But I, but I also think that he wants to, to fellowship with you. And, and I think there's different levels of fellowship, you know. Um, I said I'd share my story, so I will um, real quick before I forget. So one time I was spending time with the Lord, and, and I'm just in my room, spending time with the Lord, focusing on Jesus like the word of God says. And I was focusing on him. And um, Neil, I, I saw myself kneeling before the throne of God. I see that all the time because I just go in by the Spirit on purpose. The Word of God paints the picture for me. Come boldly to my throne room. So I always just, when I'm worshiping God, I see myself at the throne of God because the Word of God says that's what I'm doing. Okay, So I go to the throne room, and I'm worshiping God, but actually I'm sitting on my couch in my bedroom. But I'm kneeling before the throne room of God. Okay, So I'm worshiping the Lord, and all of a sudden God... Um, initiates a vision. And um, the vision was like a video vision. Like, um, and so I'm, I'm there kneeling by faith at the throne of God and worshiping the Lord, but all of a sudden he initiates a vision. And um, these angels come and they start clothing me in this white gown and putting a golden sash around me and a golden crown on me. And I was like, what it, it caught me off guard. And I was like, what are you doing? What, what am I getting ready for? And they said, you're getting ready to have a meal with the king. Instantly, they brought me over to this uh, wooden table. It was like a picnic table kind of looking thing. And I sat down across from Jesus. You can't make this up. I, my mind wasn't making up. I was in the spirit. And we sat down, and I can tell you, we did eat a steak. And we ate a potato. And we ate, 
I, I would giggle to myself because this isn't one of my favorite desserts, but we actually ate strawberry shortcake. So there's some good food in heaven. We sat there and ate and fellowshiped, and he asked me, mind you, I'm in the spirit, but he asked me, do you have some questions for me? He allowed me to ask 10 questions and gave me answers to every single one of those questions. I would not have received the impartation, the answers that I needed had I not decided that morning, I'm going to go in to the spirit and I'm going to spend time with Jesus. I'm going to go into his presence. Now, is that an everyday occurrence? Not that way because he initiates that, right? But I can on purpose go into the presence of the Lord, enter into his presence with thanksgiving, his courts with praise. I can on purpose because the door to fellowship is open. He stands at the door knocking, waiting for us to fellowship with him every day. And, um, and so I decided I'm going to fellowship with him that day. And then he took it and initiated this incredible vision that I'll never forget. And so he is doing the same thing. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And sometimes when somebody now will share a vision like that or an encounter like that, um, our doubt or our blockers or our, like, walls will go up. But the thing is, is do you read the word? Because the entire word is visits from Jesus, from angels, from the Father, people getting caught up into heaven. Because if you don't read the word, then you won't believe what you're hearing. But if you read the word, you'll realize that Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And he has done this, he can do this, and he will do this. But you have to have faith like a child. Doubt, you do without. And it's for real. You doubt, you do without. I'm going to show you this from the word. So anyways, the, I ended the last sermon telling you a story about how I came to encounter more of, of heavenly things in heavenly places with the Lord. And um, I remember I, I, I was, my father had just passed away, and this is four or so years ago now. And um, I was just, again, kneeling before the throne room of God, just worshiping the Lord and, and just kneeling in front of, um, it was a patio door at the time, and kneeling on my bedroom floor. And I was worshiping the Lord, and God, again, initiated a vision. And all of a sudden, Right next to me was my father, my earthly father. And he looked over at me. He's also worshiping. And he said, isn't this amazing? I did not know this was available when I was there. And it kind of like snapped me out of it, you know what I mean? Because it, it, it surprised me. And then I had to say, Lord, <laughs> is this okay with you? Is this scriptural? And he ended up showing me all the scriptures and, and showing me and walking me through the word on, on us being able to, to be in heavenly places and then how you can encounter, you know, different people who have gone on to be in heaven, not talking about entertaining spirits here on earth, okay? I'm talking about being in a heavenly place and there are people already there in heaven. Um, and so that's what happened to me. And um, however, my dad was such a man of the word and the spirit but there was a release of the spirit of revelation for now that we're stepping into where God's releasing this and he's opening spiritual eyes and ears to an even greater extent. He said that there's going to be an increase in knowledge. Do you think that it's just natural knowledge? 
No, in the last days, I think it's spiritual knowledge, spiritual revelation. We're going to walk in more of what he had in store for us than we ever knew was possible, amen, in these last days. And he says it in his word. So um, today, I just want to release to you that spirit of revelation. He spoke to me as I was worshiping him, and he said, you're a conduit. So what does that mean? That means I, I have the spirit of God in, in me and, and, and his, his, his living waters in me. And when I speak, he watches over it and he'll perform it in your life. When I share a testimony, it'll build up faith and you're going to have an experience. You're going to start hearing in the spirit. You're going to start seeing in the spirit on a greater level. Isn't that good news? Because he's watching over his word. He is going to confirm what I'm saying by the word I'm going to show you, but also by the spirit of God. Um, so God wants us to see what's available to us. He wants us to hear what the spirit is saying. He told the disciples in John 16, it's better that I go away because you're going to have the spirit of truth. He doesn't lie, so you don't have to worry. You're going to have the spirit of truth, and he's going to show you things to come. That means you can see. And he, he's going to speak to you what's on the Father's heart. That means you can hear, right? And so Jesus said, it's better that I go away because you're going you're gonna to receive the Holy Spirit, and he's going to help you see, and he's going to help you to hear. So we shouldn't doubt Jesus' word. How many of you got the Holy Spirit? He can show you things to come. He can reveal the heart of the Father. And he can also reveal heavenly things to you. Amen? So God, I believe, is giving us a new perspective, a new outlook on life. And that's from a place seated together with him in heavenly places. This week I had two visions. More than that, but I had two visions pertaining to this. And I was spending time with the Lord, and all of a sudden I saw myself. It was like a church like this, only there was a balcony up above. And the Lord Jesus took me up there, and I was looking from this balcony. I was like, okay. I was just standing there looking down. And then all of a sudden the, the vision skipped to a house where I stepped outside onto a balcony, and I was looking at the land from a high point of view. And I was like, Lord, why... Why the balconies? And he said, I'm giving you a new perspective. I'm letting you see things from my point of view. Amen? And so God wants us to have a new perspective. And it's a lot easier to walk a path and to do the things God has for you if he's showing you them to come, right? Or if he's revealing to you ahead of time what's down the road. You can take authority over the enemy if he shows you something ahead down the road. And I've had that. I've had that through dreams or visions or the Lord shows me by warning me by the spirit of God through a dream or vision what the enemy's up to. And I could take authority over it ahead of time. Or he'll show me something he wants me to set my hand to, and, and that's what we're doing in the church. You know, even he said, you take care of my house, I'll take care of your house. So we have a mission and a vision to, to spiffy up God's house because he wants it nice. He wants it to be a blessing to you. Amen. Who doesn't want their house nice? So God is able. He is able to show us things by his spirit. He is able to speak to us by his spirit. But we need to have the faith of a child. That means that when he speaks something to us, we need to believe it. When we read the word, we need to believe it. 
Hallelujah. What we need to understand, too, is that when we worship like we were this morning, when we enter into his presence with thanksgiving, his courts with praise, you can call it what you will. It's his presence. It's his, his glory. It's his throne room. I call it his living room. I call it his big easy chair. <laughs> I'm coming to the Lord. I'm going to worship him because that's how I approach the king. I'm going to praise him. And then I'm going to sit at the feet of Jesus. I'm going to sit at the throne room of God. I am seated together with him in heavenly places already. I have that authority, right? But I'm going to sit at the feet of Jesus to receive whatever it is that he has on his heart to give me that day. I shared with you last week that that after losing my mom and my dad in a two-year span, I was like, I need to get into heaven. <laughs> and I just, that night, I just determined I'm just going to go to the throne room of God and worship the Lord. And so I did, and God surprised me by having my parents come and meet me at that throne room. And, re and they released to me, they gave me a, a, a baton, a golden baton to go forward with what God has for me. And he said to me, now mind you, he says, come boldly to my throne room where you will receive, right? You will receive grace. You will receive strength. That is what that gave me was grace and strength to move forward. Amen? And so the word, how many of you believe the word of God is true? But the problem is, is as we become adults, we, we grow in this weird thing called a reasoning factor. We reason things away, and doubt sets in, and it actually steals and kills and destroys that childlike faith that the Lord Jesus so desperately wants us to have. When we read the word, we are supposed to be reading it so gullibly, so honestly, like a child to take God at his word. A child takes their parent, if they're a good parent, they'll take them at their word and trust every single thing that comes out of their mouth. Don't ever lie to your children. Don't lie to your children or they will not trust you and every word that comes out of your mouth. And so God says he doesn't lie. He's not a man that he would change his mind, right? He's never spoken and failed to act. And so when we go into the Lord and we read his word or we go into his presence and he speaks something or he shows us something by his spirit. Like I, I want to just honor Ron and Michelle here. Um, I want to say about two or three months ago while I was in the presence of the Lord. Um, well, it started with the Lord showed me them in a service. And I just spoke out that God has something new, something new for you to do. I had no idea. I said, even said to them, let me know what that is. <laughs> Two days later, I'm in the presence of the Lord, and I see them again in the spirit. And the Lord starts showing me, this was so scary for me, but the Lord starts showing me that they're children's pastors, that, that, that God wants to use them as children's pastors. And, and I've known them for a long time. And, I've, I mean, Michelle worked with me in daycare. I knew that she loved children, but I didn't know them to have the heart to want to. Yes, we want to be children's pastors. You know, you raise your children, you kind of want to just move on. <laughs> but no, God was showing me this, and God doesn't lie, right? So I had to, by faith, in the next coming weeks, I sat on it for a little bit, um, in the next coming weeks, I had to, by faith, go ahead and tell them this information I received in a heavenly place. 
But what was so cool was, had God not released that word, I have something new for you to do, I, would, I don't think I would have had the boldness to ask them. But I was like, wait a minute. God just said that. And so, yeah, let's give them a hand because they stepped in to be our children's pastors. <laughs> Actually, since I'm talking about you right now, why don't you stand up? I'd like to pray over you. And I'm not just making this up. But it just came up in my notes, but I did see you today. Come on up. I did see you today, and I saw myself praying over you regarding stepping into this. And uh, I heard, before the service even started, I heard in the spirit that God wants to release to you an acceleration and an advancement in the spirit. Both to do what he's called you to do, but also just in your private time with him, in your secret place with him. There's coming an acceleration and advancement to your spiritual sight and your spiritual hearing. Thank you, Father, right now, by your spirit, Lord, that you watch over that word and you perform it in their lives. And Father, I thank you for stirring up the gifts of God within them, Lord, to do what you've called them to do, Lord, and to ignite a fire and a flame on those young little hearts, Lord, I thank you, Father, right now. An impartation is taking place of whatever it is. The deposit's taking place of whatever it is they need to release to these children, Lord. Hallelujah. In Jesus' name, amen. Wow, God is so good. I didn't even plan that, but he showed me that this morning, and then it brought back to my remembrance when it came to me. Um, so I'm, I'm using this as an example, though. I was in the spirit, and I received word. I received vision of what God was doing. And, and what he's releasing to me right now, I'm trying to, um, I went to heaven. The, the phrase was, he says, go to heaven and receive and conceive, and go back to earth and give it birth. What I'm doing is giving birth the word and the revelation and the wisdom that the Lord has given me over the past number of years so that you can take access so that you can access the throne room of God. It's always been there in the scripture, but until that revelation comes, um, it's like having, you know, a million dollars in a bank that you don't know is there. You had it all along, but you didn't access it because you didn't know it was there. Now you're going to be able to access something that was always yours. Isn't that good news? Hallelujah. So until now, I think we've been doing our best. Praying the word of God, confessing the word of God, and, and, and being obedient to the word of God. But there's a whole nother level when you go into the spirit and you spend time with the Lord and you're hearing what the spirit of God is saying. Or you're seeing by the spirit what God wants to do. And he has told me that he wants us, or me, to live life in this way, in the spirit. He actually told us, those who are led by the Spirit of God, those are my sons and daughters. Well, how can you be led by someone you can't see or can't hear? You can't. He says you can see and you can hear what the Spirit of God is saying to the church. He says you can. And so we need to be like a child and believe that he said that and believe he'll watch over it and perform it. And so um, I shared last week that the Lord gave me a, a, a mantle in one dream. He gave me kind of just like Austin's shirt right there. It was called a coral mantle. 
He's my example today. He has childlike faith. Coral means childlike. And the Lord put this mantle on me, and he said childlike faith. And I looked it up, and coral is childlike. Isn't that cool? You can't make this stuff up. But God, you go into the presence of the Lord and just spend time with him, not to try to get, but to expect to receive what's on his heart. Right? There's a place. We talked about the Lord's Prayer last week. That's why I want you to go back and watch it because I broke down the Lord's Prayer for you and how we approach the King and how we receive from him and pray out his will. But then there's also a place to ask what's on your heart. Okay? So we're not just going to get what we want. We're going to hear what his desire is and pray that will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Hallelujah. So until now, we've been doing our best. But now we're coming to a place where God's increasing knowledge and wisdom on heavenly things. And he expects us to come. He says, behold, I'm at the door. Come and fellowship with me. Because I want to reveal things to you by my spirit. I want to show you things to come by my spirit so that you're not destroyed for a lack of knowledge. So you can pray his will be done. So you can co-work together with God and decree and declare. Or you can take authority over the enemy. He wants you to have the advantage in life. Amen. And that's how he wants us to build the church. And that's how he wants us to build our lives. Upon whatever he's revealing by his spirit. Hallelujah. He says his word is powerful and active and sharper than a double-edged sword. He said his word is alive that um, actually in John 6, 63, he says the spirit gives life and the flesh counts for nothing. So we can do a whole lot of work with our hands. And if it's not inspired by the Lord, yeah, you, can be, you can do it unto the Lord and for the Lord's glory. But sometimes we get our own ideas in our own heads, right, of what we should do. And it doesn't profit much. This is what he's talking about. But when the spirit of God speaks to you. When he reveals something to you, he puts his hand upon it and he watches over that word and performs it in your life. That's why he said, the words I give you that I have spoken to you, they are spirit and they are life. So when God speaks a word to me and I'm in heavenly places and I'm in the presence of the Lord or I'm at the throne room or feet of Jesus, however you want to talk about it, when I hear him speak to me, whether that by dream or vision or by the word of God or by the spirit of God, when I hear him speak to me, I can be sure that he's going to watch over that word and perform it. Whether, no matter what it looks like here on earth, I can be sure that he doesn't lie. Amen. And let me just say this. It's always going to line up with the word of God. So you should know your word. You should know your word. You should read the word because it's always going to bear witness with the scripture. Hallelujah. So God is releasing. This is a season of revelation. He's releasing revelation. He's release, releasing fresh perspective, um, opening spiritual eyes and ears so that we can see in the spirit, so that we can make great acceleration and advancement in the kingdom of heaven. Amen. That wasn't, that's for them and God is releasing that, but I believe we can all grab that. We can all grab that. We can all declare before we go to bed every night, I thank you, Lord, I come to dreams and visions and revelations from heaven. Like Paul said, it's in the word for us to declare over ourselves. Why? I thank you, Lord, that, that I hear and I see what the Spirit of God is saying to the church. 
and I am the church, right? So you should say these things over yourself to where you believe it. Cast out out. He tells us, cast down all thoughts and imaginations that are contrary to the knowledge of God. So if God's saying something by his spirit and it lines up with the word of God, but your thoughts and your reasonings are attacking it, cast those down. Stay childlike. Stay believing God. And don't give way to the reasoning. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Are you receiving something? Remember, the Lord told me last week that I was just simply sitting at the throne of God, at the right hand of the Father with Jesus in heavenly places, and I'm releasing wisdom nuggets to you. I'm releasing wisdom that he has given me. So this may not be like a big preaching message. It's a teaching and a release of wisdom and knowledge. Hallelujah. Um, like I said, the Lord, when I was in the throne of God, um, he spoke to me and he, he told me this is how he wants to run the ministry. This is how he wants me to run my life. Going in and out of the presence of the Lord. I'm going to stay in the presence of the Lord. But he's talking about going into heavenly places and hearing and seeing what the Father is doing and saying. That's how he wants us to live our lives. And he says in John 10, 9, he says, I am the gate, Jesus. I am the gate. Or I am the door. Anyone who enters through me, he will be saved. And he will come in and he will go out and find pasture. You'll find what you need. You'll find the provision you need. You'll find the food you need. You'll find the, the um, strength and grace that you need. He's the door. I'm the gate. He's telling us that it's not just one day you'll go to heaven. He says you'll go in and out and find pasture. This has become accessible to us as children of God. If you're a good parent, you don't leave your child at the door knocking just because they've now graduated and gone off to college. If they come back to want to come in and have a meal with you, do you keep the door locked? Jenna, does she keep the door locked? <laughs> no, she lets you in. She lets you in. The door, the gate is open. You have gained access through Jesus. You're now a part of the family of God, and you can go into the presence of the Lord because you're part of his family, and you can receive whatever it is that you need. And he will impart to you or reveal to you by the Spirit of God what's on the Father's heart. Then we're not running around with like a blindfold on in this life, but we have imparted to us by the Spirit of God Things that he has in store for us who love him. Revelation, knowledge, grace, and strength to, in, to encounter the attacks of the enemy. Whatever it is we need, we come boldly to the throne of God and he says, you will receive. That's how he wants us to live our lives and that's how he's been showing me. In Hebrews 4.16, he says, so let us come boldly. Paul's teaching us, let us come boldly. Make a decision in your heart to go into the throne room of God. Make a decision. That door is open for a reason. I'm going to go through that gate. I'm a part of the family. I'm going to go 
barge in there. I'm going to give them praise and thanksgiving as I enter in. But I'm going to go boldly and know that I'm welcome. I'm going to know that I'm welcome. Let us come boldly to the throne of our gracious God. There we will receive his mercy and we will find grace to help us when we need it most. Let me ask you this. This is, this is like I, I want to tighten the light bulb so that it goes off, right? Do you need help after you've already gone and died and went to heaven? So this is an invitation for you to go to heaven while you're still on earth and you need help. Let me say it again. Let us go boldly to where? The throne room of grace of God. There you will receive his mercy. You will find grace to help you when you need it the most. Grace is power. Or, or, or different times I've been there, I keep hearing the word impartation. The release of whatever it is that you need, he has it, right? So you, he's welcoming us, go boldly to his throne room. Go boldly into his presence. Go boldly sit at the feet of Jesus. And you will receive what you need. When we're living there, spirit, soul, body, in heavenly places, we've, we've died, we've gone to heaven, you're no longer going to need anything, right? So he's talking about the here and the now. I feel like I've proven my point <laughs> right there. God wants us to have heavenly wisdom, godly wisdom. And the only way you can receive that is from him. Amen. In times we need it the most, God's word says to, for us to go boldly. He's not talking metaphorically. We need to just envision and realize that when we go to worship God, when we spend time in the secret place, you're actually going to heavenly places. You're going into that realm of the spirit. The veil, the door to heavenly places, he says, is open to you. But it's a matter of you going in and out and finding pasture. It's a choice you make to go into his presence every day and receive from him the download, the impartation, the grace, the strength, whatever it is, the wisdom that you need, the direction. So I want you to make a decision this week when you spend time with God that I am going to heavenly places. I am going to that throne room boldly to receive from him that which I need and that which is on the Father's heart. I guarantee you, because he'll watch over his word to perform it, that you're going to excel in your time with the Lord. You're going to begin seeing and hearing and, and receiving from the word way more than you ever have because you're receiving it like a child. I'm not just up here telling a story and trying to create an imagination. God gave you that imagination, by the way. But it's to be focused on heavenly things, not on earthly things. That's where the problem is. And I taught that Wednesday night. Simultaneously, we yield our, our senses to the natural and to the spirit. And if you're yielding your senses in the natural to earthly and, and, and things that are displeasing to God, the, the senses of the spirit will not increase. You will not be sensitive to the things of God. Look it up Wednesday night. <laughs> That's another message. But 
God wants us. He's beckoning us to come. That's why he created us, to fellowship. Come into this secret place. Come and fellowship with me. And don't be in a rush. It's not fast food. Now, mind you, me and Clayton spent some time with the Lord this morning. Actually, he intruded into my time with the Lord. And uh, I was like, you're here? We're soaking, you know. And I'm, I'm serious. This is what happened. So he came in. He wakes up so early. And he came in. I'm sitting in my bedroom and uh, our bedroom, and I'm sitting there, and I'm spending time with the Lord to hear what he's saying about today, and um, he came in to lay on the bed, and I was like, what are you doing, and then Teddy came in, our dog, and I was like, he quoted a scripture which allowed me to let them stay, he said, don't you know where two or more are gathered, that he is right here in the midst, (laughs) and uh, I'm like, all right, all right, you can stay, but you're going to soak, and let's see what God has to say. Amen. Now, I told you it wasn't fast food, but the more and more you practice getting into the presence of the Lord, the quicker it is. The quicker you start seeing and hearing in the Spirit. But have patience because sometimes you do just sit there and soak and just know that you're getting filled with Him. Sitting in His presence, you're not going to go wrong, right? But instantly, as soon as I told Him, okay, fine, you're doing this then. (laughs) You're not just laying there to rest, you're laying there to soak in His presence. And um, instantly, I saw us at the throne room. And um, we were kneeling before God. Now, this is, I just decided to soak in his presence. But instantly, God initiated a vision. And I saw us in the spirit at the throne of God kneeling, and God put a golden crown on our heads. And then he stood us both up, and he held both of our hands I don't know who was holding our hands, if the Lord was holding both of our hands simultaneously, or if it was angels or what it was. But the Lord spoke to me, and I asked him, what is this? What are you doing? What are these crowns? And he said, it's the crown of life. You know, the word says, and you, if you look it up in Revelations, he says, after you've endured trials, you shall receive a crown of life. I got to say, this has been one of the most tribulation years for me ever with the loss of two family members. And, uh, and just, you know, it's, it's been, God's grace is sufficient, but he gave us a crown of life for keeping on going, not giving up, continuing to do what he has called us to do. We received reward, and I wasn't expecting that, you know. And so he told me it was a crown of life, and then he, he said, and, and now you are receiving impartation impartation of grace and strength for the rest of your journey. And I was like, wow, praise the Lord. I mean, I mean, this happened immediately. And God knew Clayton's attention span was a little bit short, so he, <laughs> he did that right away. And then Clayton was like, well, I'm going to go deliver Jude's clothes because Jude slept at a grandparent's house and he had to bring him some clothes because he went over there in pajamas. <laughs> um, anyways, and I said, wait, don't you want to hear it? What did you receive? And he's like, that was too quick. And I said, well, I got something. <laughs> so I made him sit there and hear what God did. And I'm like, wow. And so then when we're standing here worshiping, I just, now God initiated the first one, but now there's no time or distance in the spirit. And now I have that imprinted in my heart. And I saw us standing there with crowns on our head. <laughs> I'm not going to get all crazy and show up in a crown. Don't worry. But I just... I'm letting you know that this can be quick as you get in the spirit. You can instantly start receiving, but be patient because the Bible says you'll reap if you faint not. 
right? And so, so be patient in, in sowing to the Spirit. Be patient in spending time in His presence. And eventually, things are going to get moving. We talked about that Wednesday, that the train track or the wheels on the train will start rolling. And you'll start moving smoother and faster in the Spirit. And that's what God wants for you. Okay. Um, I almost could do session three. <laughs> um, so this is, I believe, how Jesus taught his disciples. Think about it. He went away, but for 40 days before he ascended into heaven, he taught his disciples for 40 days. What did he teach them about? I mean, he had already been with them three plus years. He now is teaching them how to work with the Holy Spirit. I believe it 110%. And Jesus... I believe, taught his disciples this because how else would they know this? In Revelations 1, 10 through 19, um, here John is. On the Lord's day, I was in the spirit. Where was he? In the spirit. What else could you call it? The throne room. What else? The Lord's living room. His feet. Whatever you want to call it. It's all the same place. Okay, so he made a decision on the Lord's Day. We could say this afternoon, Jenna, on the Lord's Day, was soaking on her bed, and the Lord said to her. Okay, so, so this, is, this is the same thing. So the Lord's showing us this was always in the scriptures, right? He did it in the Old Testament, had visits with Abraham, with Ezekiel, with Jeremiah. I mean, these people went to heaven. These people saw heaven. Now, how much more should we see and hear in the Spirit? Because we now have the Holy Spirit, who Jesus told us will show us things to come and reveal. He's the revealer of the secrets of the kingdom of heaven. So, Revelations 1, 10 through 19. On the Lord's day, I was in the Spirit, and I heard behind me a loud voice. It was like a trumpet, which said, write on a scroll what you see and send it to the seven churches. Well, Guess what's about to unfold? A major vision. Write it down. Write it down for these churches. And then he turns around. He got names all the churches. And then he turns around to see the voice that was speaking to me. And guess what he realizes? While he was soaking there, he realizes he's at the throne of God. It was that close. The veil had already been open of fellowship. The door had already been open. He had received Jesus. He now has gained access to the Spirit. And he didn't realize how, to what extent, but he was laying there in the Spirit. He sensed God's presence, and, and he hears the Spirit of God. And actually, he hears him louder than normal, like a trumpet. So loud that he turns around and behold. I turned around to see the voice that was speaking to me, and I saw seven golden lampstands. Among the lampstands was someone like the Son of Man, dressed in a robe, reaching down to his feet with a golden sash around his chest. The hair on his head was white like wool and as white as snow. His eyes were blazing fire, his feet like bronze glowing in the furnace, and his voice was like the sound of rushing waters." In his right hand, he held seven stars. Coming out of his mouth was a double-edged sword. His face was like the shining um, in all its brilliance. When I saw him, I fell at his feet as dead. Then he placed 
um, in his right hand on me, and, or placed his right hand on me and said, do not be afraid. I am the first and the last. I am the living one. I was dead, and now look, I'm alive forevermore. I hold the keys of death and Hades. Write, therefore, what you have seen, what is now, and what will take place. Isn't the Lord the same yesterday, today, and forever? He's revealing here he was spending his time in the presence of the Lord, spending his time in the secret place, just soaking. I don't know if he, this is the time where he's on the roof or not. I know Peter was on the roof, but he's just in the presence of the Lord on the Lord's day, okay? Peter was in the presence of the Lord, and he saw some crazy stuff by the Spirit of God. This is something the Lord does. After this vision, I don't sound so crazy receiving a baton. <laughs> He's seeing all this stuff, right? And he was minding his own business, sitting in the presence of the Lord, and all of a sudden, God unveils the kingdom of heaven to him. There is different levels. I mean, you could have a flash vision to lay hands on somebody. You could have a word of knowledge of what God wants to do. Or you can have a visit from Jesus and have a meal with him. Or he could take you to heavenly places. I mean, there's different levels, and it's all by the Spirit of God. It's not something we can do. But what you can do is yield to the Spirit of God. What you can do is continually in your flesh decide, I'm going to put it down, and I'm going to walk in the Spirit and not fulfill the lust of my flesh so that you're in the Spirit. What you can do is go through the open door of fellowship on a day-to-day -day basis and go to the throne of God boldly and receive from him, whether that's impartation of grace and strength, whether that's him speaking to you, and it may, may increase or it may be sudden. I don't know how your giftings. It may be accelerated for some and slow going for others, but either way, you're going to receive downloads. You're going to receive um, direction, instruction of what God has for you. Amen? We are not going to walk around blinded. We are going to walk in revelation and in truth by the Spirit of God in these coming days. Amen. I believe it. If you'll do it. So in the word, read it. <laughs> God has always given dreams, visions, revelations, visitations, encounters, trances, translations, transportations. It's in the word. So that we can gain access. We can't do it on our own accord. But what we can do on purpose is go to that throne room and worship God. And then he can initiate, like he did with John, what he wants to show you or what he wants to speak to you. I'm going to give you one more example, and then I'll, I'll wind it up here. In 2 Corinthians 12, 1 through 4, Paul. Now, you've got Ezekiel and Jeremiah seen you know, heavenly places. You've got Abraham in the Old Testament having a visit with Jesus and cooking him a meal. And now we're in the New Testament, and we got John, we got Peter, and now we got Paul. And so I'm showing you both sides so you can't just say it. Your mind, your reasoning can't say, well, that was for them, or that was for way back then, you know. No. You've got the Spirit of God now. 2 Corinthians 12, 1 through 4, I must go on boasting. <laughs> Although there was nothing to be gained by my boasting, I will, he's determined and he knows, I will go on to visions and revelations from the Lord. Now he's talking about himself and he says, I know a man in Christ who 14 years ago was caught up into the third heaven. Whether it was in the body 
or onto the body, I don't know. In other words, it was so real, so vivid, that he couldn't discern whether this is his physical body was brought up there or whether it was in the spirit and it's just that real. But he says, whether in the body or out of the body, I don't know. God knows. He says, but I know this man, whether in the body or apart from the body, I don't know, but God knows, was caught up into paradise and heard inexpressible things, things that no one's permitted to tell. He's talking about himself. He's not wanting to brag too much. But he's telling us that 14 years ago now, he always comes to dreams and visions and revelations from heaven. He says, I will continue to go on to that because I'm going to continue to walk in the spirit. But he said one time, and this sounds like it was like an epitome. It wasn't like an everyday thing for him. But this one time, he went on to have a visit in heaven. And God revealed things to him by the spirit of God that he said, don't tell. And it sounds kind of like Mary when she had that visit from the angel, and he's like, keep it in your heart. That was for her own protection. Sometimes when God releases things to you, make sure you, you uh, ask him what, what, when, where, how do you want me to release this? How do you want me to partner with you? Because, um, you know, you don't want to get yourself in trouble. But the Lord told him, and the Lord told Mary to hide these things in her heart. This is stuff I've known for several years, and just now he's telling me, release it. Because you're ready. And because he's releasing the spirit of revelation so that you understand. This is meat <laughs> for you to eat. <laughs> Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. He is the same. Same God of Ezekiel, same God of Jeremiah, same God of Paul, Peter, James, John, all of these awesome people of God who had these experiences with the Lord, who could see and hear in the spirit, who came to dreams and visions, revelations. And guess what? We are no different from them. We are also disciples of the Lord Jesus just because we're born in a different time. In fact, in these last days, he said, I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. And you'll come to dreams. And you'll come to visions, revelations, prophecy. This is what's going to happen in the last days, he said. Are we not in revelations right now? Are we not in the last days? So let's just wipe clean that reasoning factor by that scripture I just released. You are in the last days. And this is what he's doing. And this is how he's speaking. So be expecting. Be expecting when you go into the presence of the Lord. Be expecting, like Austin was exhorting, when you come to church, that you're going to see or receive from the Lord's presence. Revelations 4.1, and I'm going to close with this. After this, John is having a revelation, and he says, After this, I looked, and there before me was a door standing open in heaven, and a voice I had heard speaking to me like a trumpet. And he said, come up here, and I will show you what must take place after this. It sounds a lot like what Jesus said, that the Holy Spirit will show us things to come and reveal what the Father has to say, what the Father's doing. And he's still doing that same work. He's still showing us things to come. But the word of God says, he who has an ear to hear, let him hear. 
you got to make yourself open to it. you got to be ready to listen. Three times now in the last two weeks, I was woken up. Is that the right way of saying it? I don't know. I was kind of like startled awake <laughs> by hearing my name be called. The first time, and I did get this like 10 years ago, I heard the Lord call me. But so loud that it like popped me awake and I sat up in bed. Jen! And it sounds like Clayton, mind you, because your mind, your reasoning faculties will associate it with like someone who you would normally hear. And so I heard my name being called and I ran out because it sounded like something was wrong, you know. I ran out to out of my room and went and looked over the, we have like a banister, looked over it and it was completely dark. So I went into my bedroom and turned on my closet light and looked and Clayton's in bed. It's not Clayton. And I was like, oh. So I ran back into my bed and I was like, yes, Lord. And he began to speak to me. And now two days later, again, Jen. This time I knew Clayton had already kissed me goodbye and went to work because he goes to work at like 4 a.m. So he kissed me goodbye and went to work, and I heard it again. If any man hear my voice and open the door, I will come in, and I will fellowship with him and he with me. I'll share a meal together. It's the word. It's up to us. He's calling us by name. He's beckoning us to spend time with him. And I can ignore it and roll over in bed and close my eyes and be like. Or I can recognize that he is calling me. And I can open the door of fellowship and let him in. And let him speak to me. And let him show me things to come. And then it happened again, just a day ago. It was like 6 a.m. or so when God assumed I should be awake. <laughs> the kids had a day off school. It was Friday. The kids had the day off of school, and I didn't set my alarm. And I heard an uh, abbreviation of my name, Jenny. And nobody calls me that. My mom only called me that. Jenny. Because I thought it sounded like a little girl. So I don't like that name. So don't call me that. But anyways, <laughs> um, I heard my name being called in that way. And I knew, now Now I'm getting this. This is like a, this is a thing. God's like, you should be up at this hour. You should be fellowshipping with me. No, I know. I know that I know that I know because my kids were home, he knew it had to be earlier. Because they were going to wake up 830 and I need to spend time with him. He wants his time with me. And I have a choice to make. Do I want a fellowship with him? Because if I do, he's waking me up. He's my alarm clock. <laughs> and he's calling me. And he's calling you. He's tugging on your heart. Come. The door's open. Fellowship with me. And let me fellowship with you. And let me, by my spirit, show you things to come. Let me reveal the heart of the Father to you so that you're not unaware of what's to come. So that you can cooperate with me and decree and declare from this place, seated together with me in heavenly places. Hallelujah. Isn't that good? Isn't that good?
I said I was closing with that, but let me add this one more scripture. Who will give me five more minutes? Oh, you guys didn't fall for it. My dad, my dad used to do that, and people would hold up their hand. He'd go 5, 10, 15, 20. All right. Matthew 18, 2 through 4. To receive everything that I just said. To receive what God has for you in heavenly places. He says, he called, so they're scolding the children for trying to go to Jesus. This is why it's so precious what you're doing. He called a little child to him. He placed the child among them, and he said, truly, I tell you, unless you change, and this, some, some of us need to change our reasoning and, and, and how scholarly we are or how much we've learned and unlearned some things and, and trust in the Lord with all of our heart and not lean so much to this and our understanding in the natural. Trust in the Lord and what he's showing your spirit and don't lean so much this way with, with our reasoning faculty because you'll miss it. He called the child to him, placed him among them, and he said, truly, unless you change and become like children, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. Therefore, whoever takes the lowly position of this child is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. He who is like childlike faith will receive the most, gain access the most to these heavenly places. Austin is very childlike. <laughs> He's wearing the shirt. And did you notice, though, I'm, I'm kind of joking, but I'm kind of being serious. He sees a lot of what's going on in heavenly places. It's because he has childlike faith, just taking God at his word. And I encourage you, throw caution to the wind. Mind you, it'll always bear witness. It'll always be in line with the word of God. But go in the spirit. Spend time at the throne room of God and receive from him what he has for you. Set your sights on heavenly places because this is your new life. Amen. Some of us have been Christians 30 plus years, but now we are just going to step into this new life. We're going to start seeing in the spirit. We're going to start hearing in the spirit. And God confirmed with me. God spoke to me. He said, I will. You release what I speak to you. I will watch over my word and perform it. So I just decree and declare from this place, seated together with Christ in heavenly places, spiritual eyes be open, spiritual ears be open, increase in, sen in sensitivity to the Lord's presence, increase in acceleration and advancement to the things of the Spirit. I decree and declare over you, you will come to dreams and visions and revelations, even visitations and encounters with the Lord Jesus. Have faith like a child. Receive from him, and it'll increase. It'll increase. Father, we just thank you. We thank you for your word. We thank you that your word is alive and active. We thank you that your word is sharper than a double-edged sword. Father, I just thank you that you're watching over this word and performing it in our lives, that scales are being removed from our eyes and, and spiritual ears are being unclogged, that we do. We are the children of God, and we are the church, and we can hear. We have ears to hear what your spirit is saying. We have eyes to see what your spirit is showing us. 
Father, we long to be with you. We long to sit at your feet. We long to receive from you and be a co-worker together with you. Lord, we just worship you. Let's just take a moment and let him speak to your heart. Let him show you something. Let him speak to you something. Lord, I pray, reveal yourself to them. Confirm your word. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord, that this week is going to be a week like none other. That we, the, the word has come, Lord. Faith has come into our hearts, Lord. And we will, by faith, enter into your presence, enter into your throne room. And we will start hearing and seeing in the spirit what you're saying. We will be able to pray your kingdom come and your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. We will be able to set our hands to things that you will watch over and perform in our lives. And just as Jesus would go in and out of your presence to hear and see what you were doing, Lord, we shall go in and out and find pasture through the blood of Jesus as sons and daughters of God. In Jesus' name, everybody said... Amen. How many of you believe that word? Amen. Hallelujah. Well, then you have childlike faith, and you're going to receive so much more that God has in store for you. Well, God bless you guys. Stay excited about Jesus. We love each one of you. Have a blessed week.